0: Not afraid to tell it like it is. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon till 3 on AM 900 CHML. Lots of chatter recently in regard to peanut allergies. The city is looking into a year-long pilot project where four buildings will will ban peanuts to reduce the number of allergic reactions. This comes after a story of a Hamilton couple who say their 9-year-old daughter fears for her life going to events such as a CFL game. At Tim Hortons field uh, is this overkill is it too much or is it being proactive let's bring in dr. Joseph Greenbaum he is a private practice in an uh, in allergy at the Carleton Medical uh, Medical Center assistant clinical professor in the Division of Clinical Immunology and Allergy Department of Medicine St. Joseph's Healthcare and with us now good afternoon doctor how are you today
1: fantastic how are you
0: good thank you for taking the time to join us is a ban like this needed in your opinion
1: no, I don't think so. I don't think it's a wise thing.
0: Why don't you think it's a wise idea?
1: First of all, I have to tell you that uh, you know I feel for the parents. You know, I'm old enough to uh, be a grandfather myself, and one of my granddaughters, I gave her some salmon when she was a year old, this little jewel, you know, and suddenly she reacted in front of me. So I have my own grandchild who has this problem, and um, I feel for the parents, and I know uh, the fear that they have and the fear that the daughter has. Uh, but we don't have evidence uh, that banning peanuts in public places actually works. Uh, there was at least one study that compared uh, schools with ban and schools without ban, and it was really the same. And most of the peanut reactions happen at home you know, or in restaurants, but not really in public places. Uh, so I, I don't think it's going to be effective. Um, and, and I don't think the way to approach it, you know, to approach the fear of the child, uh, which also, uh, I understand it very well, um, is banning uh, peanuts, I'm not having, not to see them. And, and if you give me another minute, I'll give you my own personal uh, uh, situation. So I've got this little grandchild, she's now two, and she's also allergic to milk. And so there's milk in the house, but she knows that she can't have these milk products. And her older brother, who's five, he knows he can, you know, and they split the refrigerator, and they know which is which. And there's a situation: they gone to two different daycares. So the brother, I uh, was a five years old, arrives at the daycare, opens up his lunch prepared by the father, and looks inside, and boy, it's um, it's the soy thing. It's yep. not his. It's not his lunch, you know. And he immediately tells the teacher. The teacher calls father. Father rushes back and forth to say it was a homegrown thing. It wasn't. Right. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it wasn't something that happened in the school, you know. Uh, the mistake was made at home. And, um, and you need to have, like, the rest of the family um, on the lookout. You need the child on the lookout. This little girl, she's, she's two, two and a half. She, you know, she knows what's hers and what's not hers, and she knows to be very, very careful. You know, she's like a determined little thing. She's going to be the prime minister one day. Hmm. So, you know, I think the, the answer is um, education and carefulness. But also uh, uh, knowledge, you know, like uh, you don't have anaphylaxis from looking at it, uh, from smelling it. You, 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 you can feel something sometimes, but a true allergy reaction has to be you put it in your lips, you know, you've got to eat it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the people around her and she herself or he herself, whatever, uh, have to be careful, like, with anything that's going inside and has to... Know, be be smart enough and uh, strong enough to sort of know that what's out there is uh, dangerous. No, but I'm careful and I'm going to be okay. I think that's how you have to handle this, and it's it's difficult. Uh, but I don't think that um, the daughter is necessarily uh, safer because the peanuts are being banned in this building. And then the rest of the population has this burden. I can't walk into this building with my peanuts. And are we going to check that? Are we going to have like peanut sniffing dogs? And are we going to yeah. You know, check that. You know, pat down everybody walking into um, whatever public building it is. It's not. Um, that's not a feasible thing.
0: You know, it's, I, I, you, I yeah. and 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 I, I share your uh, story of your granddaughter. Both my kids have allergies. Uh, both allergic to peanuts. Uh, and, and again, you know, if it touches their lips, they know immediately if if the, that this, something's wrong. I mean, th- they know. They can tell. And, uh, you know, one scenario, my my one boy was allergic to eggs for the longest time. Then as time went by, he grew out of it. He's eight years old now. And just the other day, he's sitting there pounding down a plate (laughs) of scrambled eggs. And I'm still thinking should you be doing that like even though you're not you know uh allergic anymore should you be like eating that and he just loves them because he knows he's not reacting to them anymore whereas if they do get in contact with a peanut something doesn't feel right something's not you know they they don't usually try to ingest it mind you it can happen by an accident but i i can certainly know i I can certainly understand the feeling the parents must go through but on the other hand uh, I'd be afraid that I'm, I'm raising my kid to grow up scared and paranoia. The kid's not a freak. The kid's just allergic to peanuts.
1: Right, but you have to educate him that it's not the only danger in the world, you know. And there's ways of knowing, you know, and there's ways of being careful, and that that he has uh, help, you know, in and and those around him, and he has his epipen with him, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not just peanut, uh, though. That's maybe one of the worst ones, but all the other foods. I mean, what foods are we going to ban? You know, in in public buildings, you know, Uh, so um, I I think the answer is education and um, resolve, you know, resolve and and strengthening the child in their knowledge and in their ability to know that I can uh, navigate this world despite my allergy and survive in it, you know, rather than withdraw from it and just be sure that I'm only going in these very, very safe places.
0: So I'm going to play the devil's advocate there, uh, here, and, you know, I've, I've heard everything you've just said about education and, and common sense and such, but, you know, why would you Why would you even take a chance? Why just not ban it all? Isn't that common sense?
1: Well, because I think uh, the the burden on the rest of the population, and the evidence is not there that it's going to work, because uh, it's going to be a relative that has this peanut chocolate bar that's going to give it to him in the public place, mm-hmm. the relative... That actually happened to one of my patients. You know, it it was, uh, happened to be a grandmother. Uh, they were out somewhere near a lake, you know, and uh, she didn't check the, uh, the chocolate bar. She went to a store and bought a little snack for lunch or something, and it had peanut in it, and she didn't look at it. <laughs> and, and, and this child reacted very badly. So, um, you know, ban- banning it from the beaches you know, or banning it from the buildings uh, sol- wouldn't, wouldn't have solved this.
0: Are there many rea- uh, allergic reactions that happen at these sort of facilities due to something like this? I mean, do we have a, a, an outbreak of that? I mean, we certainly hear every so often of a tragic story where there wasn't an EpiPen available. But but does it happen that often where people are out in public facilities and, and being exposed to, to things that would make them allergic?
1: Well, I think they have to, like you said, they have to eat it. So just being exposed by other people eating it right beside them or seeing uh, pieces of peanut lying around You may feel something. You may feel a little itchy, but you're not going to have anaphylaxis. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'm not sure what the incidence in public places versus homes versus schools. I don't know. But once again, there's studies showing that the banning it from schools uh, is not an effective strategy to prevent this. So, one strategy is, of course, you know, to have a lot of equipment, and and there should be a. I think every restaurant should have it, you know, and of course people should carry it, and you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, even people who. May not have it. Uh, good Samaritans, you know, might feel that gee, I might encounter this. Maybe, right. maybe I should carry an pen. But also, you know, it it takes you right back to the whole origin of like why this is happening, you know, and and how are we in general going to stop this from happening in the world? And, and unfortunately, there are there's a lot of work going on to how to prevent it, and a lot of work on trying to solve it once it is there. The the prevention uh, starts with introducing all these nasty. Foods right at right early on like when they're two or three months old mm-hmm. so we have this candy called bamba you know which is uh it, you know it's like uh it's peanut butter in like a cheese stick or something mm-hmm. you know and, these, and the kids start eating this um uh you know when they're two or three months old and they just keep eating it, and then they, be, they become tolerant to peanut and it right. drives the instance of peanut allergies right down
0: do we know what causes peanut allergies well the
1: <laughs> you mean peanuts specifically versus uh any other food or any
0: other Well, supplement. yeah, I guess good luck with that one, sure.
1: Well, well no, I think there, there is some ideas, you know, about, like, the protein. That, like, you know, why are you allergic to um, dogs and not cats or this or that? You know, there's, there's certain things that sort of egg on, that push on your immune system. And um, if your immune system is in a situation where it's sort of in an allergy mode as opposed to a fighting virus mode, and uh, All that is called the hygiene hypothesis. Oh, is that and the my, thing about we're
0: too clean? We're too clean. And that's why we're not, and we're not allowed to develop. Re- uh, uh, p- part of it yeah.
1: is, is too clean. And you know, and one of the most important things that's been discover- discovered about this is um, washing babies when they're young, like giving them baths. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the less the less washing you do, uh, the the lower the incidence of all allergies, including peanut allergies. Mm. And so, you know, I think if they're dirty, you wipe them down, or whatever, or dirty places, you know. But basically, you know, um, uh, don't give kids, uh, especially high-risk kids, a
0: lot of baths. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. What about a peanut-free zone within a stadium? Is that worth it? You know, or is that just does that just give the parents a false sense of security? I I think so. It's not. You know, I think.
1: Let's say you can have two hours where you're somewhat, uh, you know, thinking that there's no peanut there. But what about all the other 24 hours of the day? And what about every other spot on the earth? You know, I, I think you, the idea is that you have to be always vigilant, always aware uh, what you're putting inside your mouth and always being sure that you have your EpiPen with you. And, and trying to prevent it in other children with certain measures, like I've sort of alluded to. And then there are some things that are coming, uh, will be available shortly. There's uh, peanut patches that are coming, which will reduce the incidence of... Um, allergies but that might be on the horizon and it might be around in a year or two so we're trying hard to sort of um uh, lessen the, the difficulty and we're trying hard to prevent the difficulty
0: uh do situations where we talk about peanut bands and stadiums and facilities and such does that not just work on the cleanliness factor we're doing more to keep away from them which is probably hurting the cause as opposed to helping by not building any immunity for the rest of us is that was is there any validity in that
1: Unfortunately, our connection is not so good. Maybe it's because I've got a cell phone. Can you increase the volume? I'm sorry.
0: All right, uh, again. let me let me uh, let me ask the question again. I, you know, by banning peanuts in facilities such as this, is this just sort of reacting similar to the cleanliness cleanliness issue, where uh, you know all we're trying to do is keep them away from it? When in fact, if we had exposed them at younger ages, they would be immune to it anyway. Uh, by by ridding the world of the peanut, will that just make more allergic to it?
1: Well, if we totally one hundred percent abolish peanuts, sure, there's always going to be allergic to peanuts, but then there'll be something else, you know, coming along. Uh, so I think the answer is to tolerate them when they're very, very young, make them tolerant of it, so they don't react. But the other thing is that those that are already allergic to be to know what it is and to be vigilant to avoid it, you know, which they have to do anyways. I mean, it's um, so so what if there's two hours in a stadium? What about all the other hours of the day? And and are we going to give them, like, uh, uh, like bubble zones where they know that they're okay? But even those bubble zones are penetrable, you know, by, by accidents, like, you know, by accidents that the parents and relatives and everybody else and themselves, you know, engender. So, um, you know, I I think, I, I it makes you feel good that you're trying to do something. But I think uh, it's not going to solve this problem. least The problem has to be solved uh, by constant attentiveness.
0: So one counselor wants to try this for a year. Will that provide any sort of uh, help or indication?
1: Well, you know, I, I think it's um, you know if it's if, if it's really part of a scientific study, so if he gets a few, uh, scientists together and they compares this <laughs> let's tell you i'm serious you know yeah. then we'll know
0: no i'm just i'm not laughing at you i'm just laughing that's not going to happen around a city council table yeah, but go ahead
1: happen, you know but otherwise we're not going to know whether uh we should keep on doing this or not you know and we can compare this to the other buildings and and take note of uh, how many peanut reactions happened here versus there you know uh so maybe even in a, it may not have to be that um uh, maybe if it could, you could discuss it with uh, some scientists, like doctors, whatever, and, and actually do a little research project and see if it made a difference. You know, what, is a, what number of people go in these buildings and what number of these, and how many reactions are there over a period of the year? Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a big enough study. I mean, um, mm. uh, but, but I think that would make sense, you know, that if Hamilton pioneered, it could be, honestly, I, I didn't think of this before, but it could be like a leader of the world to say, to say yes, it makes sense. That we should have these safe zones, or it doesn't make sense. But I'll tell you that we, it was done once in a, in a school study. It did it did not appear to make a difference.
0: Hmm. Dr. Joseph Greenbaum has been with us, and of course, uh, he is a uh, child professor or clinical professor. Sorry, in the division of clinical immunology and allergy, Department of Medicine, Saint Joseph's Healthcare. Dr. Joseph Greenbaum, thank you, doctor, very much. Much appreciated.
1: Thanks very much. Take care. Bye bye.